Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. This is the way. Carrying on our talk about the Palladium combat rules, we're getting down into one topic that is extremely confusing to a lot of new players and old, and that is attacks per melee. To clarify, dear listener, Palladium uses the term melee and round interchangeably. Usually when it says per melee, it also means per melee round. Yeah. It's, it's just their weird terminology. There's a couple ways that uh, attacks per melee work in the Palladium system. You can get them from two main places. And that is your hand-to-hand combat skill, uh, whether it's, you know, basic expert, martial art, assassin, commando, or you can get some through specific OCCs. And it's important to note that what Palladium calls an attack per melee actually is an action per melee these days. Back in the day, when we go back down to like first edition, which was really just at that time an evolution of some, what, some AD&D house rules, I think, that Kevin and his crew were using. It really was attacks. Like, you, a combat round, back in the day, you made an attack, and that was it, and you moved on. Yeah. Like, you know, go down and turn, stabbing each other until someone dies. <laughs> One thing that was revolutionary about Palladium at that time was that characters would begin the game with multiple attacks. Like, you could you could start with one or two or even three attacks sometimes. And that was pretty cool. Playing Dungeons and Dragons when you really, when you as a warrior even, didn't even get your second attack until a few levels higher. Uh, even then, only in a weapon that you think you had specialized in, depending yeah. upon what edition you were playing. But then over time, it evolved into actions per melee, but still kept the attacks term. So like things like reloading cost an attack or aiming to get an aim bonus will cost yeah, an attack. Or depending on the size of your robot, you know, an entire melee round. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a point of confusion in that some actions you will find will say like, this cost one of your attacks or this cost two of your attacks or something else will say this cost half of your attacks. And other things might be this cost all of your attacks. You're like, yeah, that's fascinating. So um, some people will say, oh, wait, so if it costs half my attacks and I have a lot of attacks, that just means the more attacks I have, the more penalized I am. And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> it's, no, it's just sort of no. dividing time. It's, it is important to note that uh, attacks per melee is kind of, it, that, that's your entire round in any combat or initiative situation. There's a few free actions, but I, I've never seen I've never seen them quantified. Have you? What do you mean? Like, you know, talking as a free action. I've never seen that written anywhere specifically in the rules, at least in riffs. I don't recall ever seeing that anywhere. Yeah. I know that I've played many role playing games where they go out of their way to define the concept of the free action, such as mm, three, five. Yeah. Shadowrun did the same thing in later editions. Game steps are so specific about their currency of interaction with the mechanics. Those games are a lot more specific than Rifts or than Palladium is. Which, 
it is oddly specific at some times, but this is one where it's kind of open-ended. Yeah, uh, especially since there's not a lot of movement as action rules. It's, it's generally thought that you can move and attack. You can walk and chew gum. There, there are a few, few situations where that's not the case, but movement isn't generally considered one of your actions unless you're doing something incredible with your movement. In fact, it even goes the opposite direction of assuming that you are moving while you're acting so much that in the more recent books, it even breaks down how much you can move per action. Like yeah. while you are taking other actions, what the maximum amount of movement you can do I haven't is. seen that. What's that in? It's it's in Rifts. In Ultimate? Yeah. I, huh. I forget the exact page reference, but essentially like you divide your speed by your attacks per melee and that's your how much you move per attack, which then does penalize people for having yeah. a lot of actions because that means they can move only shorter distances between each action and of course you know palladium's actions are kind of a back and forth setup so eh, i think that if you're digging that deeply into the mathematical breakdown of movement per action you're doing it wrong you should focus on being a bit more freeform and descriptive with your actions because that's what palladium in my opinion allows you to do best I, I, yeah, I would say in this system, however, as an avid 40k player, I would say that, you know, I, I have a variety of rulers and tape measures all lovingly <laughs> crafted and ready to go. So it's, it's a misnomer. Attacks per melee, you will get primarily from your hand to hand, but that covers everything from firing guns, shooting missiles, shooting down incoming missiles. Talk about that later. And, and all manner of things. It, it's, it's your interaction points in, in a combat round. Now, you get those from your hand-to-hand, and as an example, in one of our campaigns, I'm playing uh, a Cyber Knight. Now, a Cyber Knight gets an extra hand-to-hand attack, just for starters. Now, interestingly enough, that can be used not as a hand-to-hand attack, just like all the rest of them, even though it, it is thought that it's used with a sword. So it's like straight up extra attack per melee, not like yep. an extra sword or attack or an extra gun attack. Correct. It's pretty badass. Any class yeah. that gives you extra attacks at first level or even in the low levels is giving you a distinct advantage of ability over your opponents. And that's pretty awesome. Especially when you consider that in Rifts or Palladium in general, let's say you're you're maxed out, you're tough as hell, you have seven attacks, right? You're just you you have an amazing amount of dexterity. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're always unleashing a ton of fire downrange. That is also, you are dodging like a motherfucker because you stepped into a room and there is all kinds of badness waiting for you in there. (laughs) Well, this is a good point to bring up that in Palladium, you may have picked up if you've been listening for a while that Palladium's combat system is a back and forth setup and that when you take an attack against another character at the table, if that character is able and willing, they can then actively defend against that attack. Now, if it's a melee attack, they can parry it. And if it's a melee or a ranged attack, they can try and dodge it. Depending upon what their combat skills are, they may get one or both of those for free. But most commonly, people can parry for free, but dodging costs an attack. Yeah. Now, it's worth noting that unless you're sitting in your power armor and 
blowing away stone-tipped spear primitives in the jungle. You should not spend all of your attacks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's tempting to do so. In fact, I've, I've played a character that was entirely that. But while you can borrow from the current round, even if you haven't gone yet, I don't believe you can borrow from future rounds, can you? You can. You, you can, can always dodge by spending future actions. It's, I think they Is there call a cap it the on infinite, that? I think it's the infinite dodge rule. Yeah. Huh. Okay. As long as you're alive, you can keep dodging, but you are taking away your attacks from future rounds. So let's say you have four attacks per melee. That means you can take four actions and let's say you spend some of those dodging and you run out of attacks but then you dodge five more times in that same round well you have now spent all of your actions for the next round you just don't get to act and one from the one following that so theoretically it is possible to step out of the castle and see the arrow storm coming towards you and spend the next 10 minutes worth of actions in dodging. It technically is, because I don't believe that prevents you from moving. So if your dodge is really high, like really, really high, you can mm -hmm. just spend all your actions running straight across the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Which you might think, dear listener, sounds unrealistic, but it also sounds awesome. <laughs> That's what Think about it this does. way, though. Imagine the kind of effort that that would take in real life as a toll on your body. So, yes, all that time has gone by, but you are spending the rest of that going <sighs> <sighs> after you have, you know, done these insane gymnastics to avoid the arrow storm. That, that was just the example that led to mine, though. Now, if we go back to where the game began, we look at, of course, mechanoids and palladium fantasy role playing game. In those games, you started with one or two attacks per melee. You did not get a whole lot of attacks. It was two. Yeah. It was just two. And then at some point over the years, that increased. I'm not 100% sure when it did. Because even right here in this Rift's original Butts on the Cover edition, characters only got two attacks based upon their combat skill of choice. Or I think the assassin might have... Hold on, let me look this up. Let me verify... Uh, here we go. Da, da, da. Nope, that's robot power armor. <laughs> Missiles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get to that. <laughs> Assassin only started with one attack per melee at first level, which went up to three at second level. And that was a fantastic advantage. Now, yeah. as a counterpoint in modern rifts, hand-to-hand -hand basic starts with four. Mm -hmm. At some point... The rule became known as two for being alive. I don't know when it started this way, but characters were assumed to have two in addition to whatever was in their character sheet based on skill or character class. Right. So when the Ultimate Edition came out, they changed that. It's no longer the two for being alive. They just updated everything. So now it shows that base of four. Maybe out there is a Palladium historian who can give us a more definite answer of when that changed. But for the longest time, when I was growing up playing Palladium games, two was the base and not four. Did the definition of what you could do in a combat round change? Like, were you allowed to reload for free? Were you allowed to dodge freely? I, I haven't opened the Butts Edition cover since high school. When we played, we allowed things like, 
No, actually, we didn't allow much at all for free. So if you wanted to reload, that was an action. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to fire, a, you know, a switch to a special mode, that mode might have had extra attack costs. Like I think like shooting full burst spreads cost additional actions and so on. Yeah. And swapping out a weapon costs an action. I don't recall there ever being a lot that was specifically stated as free. Yeah. Because I know that reload is cost in actions all the way back to when crossbows were a thing in Palladium Fantasy. Because, <laughs> you know, reloading the crossbow was one of the reasons that you had to consider whether or not you wanted to use the crossbow. It breaks down a little when you work in psionics. You know, honestly, I've never played a spellcaster or a psionicist of any kind in Rifts. So I, I'm, I'm not the person to ask. There's big shiny robots and, you know, wandering Ronin. I, I tend to play those. Well, psionists can make as many mental attacks as they have hand-to-hand attacks. That means that if you're a good boxer, which gives you, if you take the physical skill boxing at level one, huh, hot tip, dear listener, if you're unfamiliar yeah. with Palladium <laughs> and you have a character that can take the boxing skill, you take that at level one because it gives you an extra attack per melee. The more and athletics you know. and running and gymnastics. Always remember that. Yeah, but boxing up. gives you that extra attack. But if you can box, that means you can think faster. That gives you an extra sonic attack per melee. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about all I had on attacks per melee. Yeah, they refresh every round. It's just yeah. chances are you're going to be spending a lot of them just shooting or stabbing or dodging. Those are the main things. Yeah. But never forget in rifts, at least. That you can spend additional attacks to enhance your roles. So Mm -hmm. before you choose to attack someone, you can spend preemptively spend one more attack to aim, giving yourself a bonus to your role, or to call the shot, meaning, oh, I'm just going to spend an extra attack to line it up so that I hit him in the foot. Or you can then aim and call by spending two extra attacks to get both the bonus and the hit location. One thing I'd also like to say is um, if you still have a question about these, we tend to read our comments fairly regularly. So if if you do have a question, you can either pop over to our Discord and post it there, or you can leave a comment on any of the the wonderful hundred-odd sites that host this podcast, and we'd love to hear from it, and we may even answer it. Including corrections. If you know something that we don't or if we're wrong, please call us out. Let us know. Engage us in a conversation. We love it. Oh, oh, I did want to give a bit of shout out here to someone on Reddit uh, who goes by the name of the mini ghost of a man. The mini ghost of a man blew my mind with a bit of initiative attack per melee management advice. And that is instead of taking your attacks per melee and putting them all in one round, split them across three rounds evenly across. So if you have four attacks per melee, round one, you'll have two, round two, you'll have one, and round three, you'll have one. However, if you have eight attacks per melee, like a badass juicer, then you'd have three attacks, then three attacks, and then two attacks. This we started doing in one of my weekend games very recently, and it's amazing. It is one of the best methods of initiative management I've ever used for rifts or palladium. I'm surprised I haven't been doing it this for years. And now that I know it, I'm going to be doing it for years. Why? What, what's the benefit of that? The benefit is that it makes things more fluid. So instead of, let's say, you have a juicer with eight attacks and a normal guy with four attacks. 
The juicer mm. goes first and then blows all of his eight attacks. Well, congratulations. Now we have to spend however long adjudicating these eight attacks right there at the top of the round, which can slog things down. By spreading things across, it gives more people chances of acting while also making it easier to move from person to person to person to person. See, I thought you were saying to um, spread your attacks so you can hold for defense is where I thought you were going with that. Essentially, what I'm saying is to roll initiative for a round and then turn that into three rounds and then like take whatever you rolled, hold that initiative roll for three rounds. And then but, you know, Rift's combat round is 15 seconds. So now it's three rounds of five seconds. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It took me a minute to process it. Uh, It if you're on Reddit and you go to the Rift's Reddit community uh, there was a post that i made looking for a digital initiative tracker the very first comment on that is from the mini ghost of a man with a suggestion it's very highly upvoted relatively for the sub at least and it's it's mind-blowing so thanks dude that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> it made my week my last weekend game move so much faster okay yeah five second intervals i like it And another side effect of that is that one of the rules for movement is that your speed breaks down into how many yards you can move per round. Well, Mm -hmm. a yard is three feet. So divide that by three, and that's how many feet you move per round. No more math. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love it. All right. Well, that's all I got. Anything, Matthew? No, that's that's attacks per melee. It's not a, a terribly complicated thing unless you're staring into your Rift's book at the first time, enthralled by the pictures, but wondering what the fuck to do next. It, it, it works out pretty easily. God, 15 seconds is a long round. It is. Well, first edition Palladium was a minute with half the number of attacks. Oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. All right, folks. That's attacks per melee. We love you. We'll see you on the next one. See you later. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 